Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Dan Woodward. Uh, Pastor Woodward is an adjunct faculty member at Providence Baptist College, and we'll be talking with him today about his church ministry. Uh, pastor Woodward, you've been a pastor in First Baptist Church of Dwight. You, you said that wrong about it's... What's that? Adjunct, we're the junkie faculty, not the adjunct. <laughs> well, we'll take what we can get, you know. All right, I'll, be, I'll be a junk today, but not junkie, I like it. Go ahead. Well, you've been a pastor there in Dwight for 36 years. That is an incredibly long time for one man to stay in one place to pastor the same group of people for that duration of time. But the first topic I want to address with you in, in this series that we'll do with you is the issue of small town pastoring. Um, it's especially, I think, impressive that the setting for your pastorship has been in a town like Dwight, Illinois, uh, 4,200 4, 4, yes. wow, 4, people, uh, which is a small community, offers challenges that you know other ministries don't have with a bigger town, and also probably offers other opportunities that pastoring in a bigger town uh, doesn't have. And so if you could, can you tell us a little bit of your story of how you, God led you to Dwight, Illinois? Well, of course, I graduated from Howes Anderson College and uh, under Brother Howes. Years ago, Brother Gomez, Brother Ballard, and I were all, and Terry Angel, all in school uh, relatively at the same time. Brother Angel a little bit ahead of us, but uh, met Brother Gomez, and, you know, we became very close, and he always talked. He didn't want me to leave Illinois. He wanted me to pastor close so we could play together, I guess. But uh, went to Dwight. I was recommended there by one of the young men, Kevin Walker, who would later become my assistant for for five years. And uh, Kevin, evangelist Kevin Walker, uh, asked me to fill the pulpit there. Okay. I was in line to see Brother Howes. Brother Howes had a church for me in Washington State. I told wow. Kevin, I'd be glad to, but I'm going to a church in Washington State, looks like. Got to the door, Brother House said, not a good situation. I, I don't want to send you out there. And so that night, Brother Walker's dad called and asked if I'd fill the pulpit. I filled the pulpit. Uh, they would vote on me, and I would be voted down. Really? And so I thought for sure it was the will of God and couldn't figure out what God was doing. And went on for months with uh, all these places I had that I could candidate dried up. There was, and I sat in limbo, went back, worked for my own pastor for a few months. And then in June of that year, they, the, some of the young couples that wanted me at the church called Brother Gomez, asked him, how do we get our preacher? That's our preacher. Brother Woodward's our wow. preacher. And he said, well, float a rumor. You're going to close the school and all the school staff will go scramble to look for jobs because that's who voted against Brother Woodward. And so that's what they did. They vacated. They did buy, brought back by petition by these young couples over the top of the pulpit committee. And uh, I was brought back because that was the Constitution. They could do that. And I carried 89% uh, of the vote. Wow. And uh, I knew it was God's will to take it, but took it in, in a little bit of a duress situation. And yeah. it was a church had 36 when we went and, you know, we stayed put and have seen it grow and, yeah. and seen it dwindle and seen it grow and seen it dwindle. But 
for me, it was all about the will of God. What, what, I, I'm not climbing a ladder to go to a bigger, got to have a bigger ministry. And, mm-hmm. you know, my, my, if you told Dwight that we're a small town church, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. What do you mean small town? We're, we're a church doing all we know to do, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the, with a small town, it means, you know, all hands on deck. So we just learned to, and to train our people to get everybody's involved. You don't come here. We've had people leave and say, we, we don't want a church where you have to be involved in, hmm. have to be involved in. Ours is not a have to. Ours is a get to, got to, want yeah. to in our hmm. church. We teach and, and, and realize what a privilege it is to serve. And so we... It's all, it's all hands on deck whenever something's going on. Sure. Well, let me just break down a couple things you said that were really good. You talked about uh, the pastorate's not a ladder full of rungs to climb um, because some view it that way where they'll start with a small small town ministry and eventually work up to the big, big time uh, where the, your view is I'm just doing God's will for my life and that's the big time. It doesn't matter numerically what how big the town is or how big the church is. This is what God has for me. I think that is incredibly valuable for every young man who's looking to go to ministry. Otherwise, he'll have just a jaded view of the ministry entirely. One of the things that, for me, keeping me in Dwight, Illinois, because I like to stay busy. I like a lot going on. I'm very active. My mind never stops thinking about new ideas, things we could do. But I made some principles as a young man and, and I'm glad I did. I made a principle that I would never resign the church before I ever took a church. Mm-hmm. I would never do, resign under problems or duress. I would only ever consider leaving when everything is going well, when all the finances are going well, mm-hmm. everything. Well, you know, over 36 years, it's it, those opportunities have never come along when all is going well. Yeah. They always come along when things are going wrong. When there's trouble, I've had many offers during times of trouble to leave and struggles and heartache. But because I had a principle, I never left. I stayed. And that's what helped me stay for 36 years and not wander off because, no, I told the Lord I wouldn't leave under these circumstances. And so, you know, and I've never looked at, you know, the myth of greener pastures. It's always, sure. I'm a farm boy raised on the farm in Wisconsin, you know, and the, the, the cows always thought it was greener on the other side of the fence mm-hmm. where there's danger and a mess, you know, the myth of greener pastures. And, and I've become to realize that I, I know what I pastor. I know who I have and I love it. I love doing what I do. A lot of people may maybe have this misconception of what pastoring in a small town is like, uh, they might think that, well, there's mu- surely there's not much for the pastor to do then. There's fewer people to pastor. There's fewer doors to knock in a smaller town. Uh, but you definitely contend the opposite, that uh, you stay just as busy as other churches. You mentioned that. You, you mentioned how your church people wouldn't understand the concept that they're just a small town church. They don't understand that. They're just as busy as any other church is or should be. Can you expound on on that that dispelling that myth? Well, for me, it's doing all you can while it is yet today. You know, if we sit back and do nothing, before you know it, all the years click off. And then we're sitting back saying, well, where'd they go? You know, uh, I, I taught my, all three of my daughters married preachers. I tried to help them, but they wouldn't listen. 
but uh, they married preachers because the ministry was fun. We were busy. We were doing, uh, we were creating things to do and, you know, looking for opportunities. You know my heart about the next generation. I've had that in my heart. And so we begin to do things that we, we didn't know where they would, t- we didn't do them to become a national ministry. We didn't do them to become a name. My name's, if you came to my church, you'd have a fine, hard time finding out who the pastor was. My name's not on buses, and I'm not against that. My name's not on the church sign, and I'm not against that. But I just know how full of pride I am. And if I see my name up there, I might believe I'm somebody when I'm nobody. You know, I'm a crooked stick that God said, you know, he wants to use. He's willing. That's how desperate he is to get folks to work for him. But he's being there and being busy watching for opportunities. You know, one of the biggest things we do if we want to go that direction is football camp. Sure. Football camp. We never dreamed. Uh, it's it's a football campus for young men. It's a practice at real life situations in a make-believe setting. Football teaches you to get up when you're knocked down. Football camp teaches you to stand your ground. Football camp teaches you to be a team player. Football camp teaches you to play hurt. There's so many life lessons. I played football. It was a love of my life playing football. Thought I'd never use it again. Evangelist Tim Booth came to me and said, somebody ought to start a football camp. And he thought, you know, I said, well, let's do it. He thought three or four or five years we'd, we'd get it going and then the in the in the fall or the spring, we started getting ready for it and had our first football camp 27 years ago. Wow! And we're preparing for our 27th football camp, hoping to have over 200 boys and looking forward. But our church, you know, not only is it our church, everybody gets involved. Mm-hmm. We we learn to break it down, and it was asked to me the other day, brother Wilder, how do you get so many people to do so much? And I learned something from my dad. He said to me, appreciate what people do. Recognize it, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If your sisters do something nice for you, appreciate them. And they'll do a whole lot more for you, son. And that just translated into life for me. Mm-hmm. And people come and, and, you know, we have over 200 boys come, but we have over 600 people help, including our church and yeah. outside people that come in. And that means we feed almost 600 every day, three meals a day of the people that are there. And now uh, so many outside people coming to help us to do what we need to do. A mm-hmm. hundred pastors and evangelists and youth workers and youth pastors all there coaching. You know, that, you know where can you go and have your boys influenced by a hundred pastors? That is an unusual gathering. I mean, you, you, in some you know conferences and camp meetings, you won't find that kind of collection of people together, the youth being directly influenced by pastors, missionaries, evangelists. That's exceptional. It is. One of the things we that I'm really big on, and, and our movement is going away from turning the old men loose, putting them out to pasture, and let the young men step up and take over. I believe in a blend of both. I believe the old men need to be there because of their wisdom. I, I said the other day, I wish I could go back 35 years with the wisdom I have at age 64. (laughs) I'm going to take that wisdom back with me. Well, well, listen to me. You know how 34-year-olds get 64-year-old wisdom from the 64-year-old guy? Mm -hmm. And when you blend them both together, not only does the young preacher get influenced, 
but the young boy gets influenced as well. And I believe in a blend of both. And, and I'm in a, I'm really vocal about it today. In camps, blending old and young together, the young man gets some time with the old man, and, and, the, old, and the young people get to hear the old man and the young man. Well, you're absolutely right. In a, as an illustration of that, you can think of like a, a relay race. And there is a point in that relay race where the guy who is carrying the baton is trying to pass it on with the guy who will carry the baton, and they run together for a short section of that race. Yeah, there's actually there's actually 60 yards in that box okay. in a relay race, 30 before the finish line and 30 after the finish line. Okay. So what it tells you is there's only a short period of time where there is that opportunity to blend the two. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to take advantage of those things and that's what we do at football camp. Uh, this year we're football camp has a lot of older men and we're 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 going and preparing. You know, some of you guys may take it a little easy. You need to learn to let some of your younger coaches do some of the things and, and it's just uh, you know uh, strengthening that. But our church looks at it as a, I can't wait for football camp, and, and people work. One thing we do in, in a small church is learn to divide things up so that it doesn't look so insurmountable. I often, Some people don't like this illustration, but deputize and delegate. Mm -hmm. The sheriff gets some deputies, and he doesn't do all the work himself. And this is why most ministries remain small mentally because they think the sheriff has to do everything. But you deputize people, you teach and train them, you give them the goods they need to do it, mm -hmm. you give them the direction they need, then you go back and check with them and find out, you know, if one of my deputies fail, I failed because I failed to first give them what they needed mm -hmm. and to give them the direction they needed and to help them if they get stuck. Sure. And then our mentality out of our work is everybody, well, that's not my job. That's so-and-so's job. Well, if you're done with your job, we help so-and-so with their yeah. job. We're a team. You know, and I know it's cliche, but, you know, team stands for together, everyone achieves more. Mm. And that's what Dwight has done together. We've achieved more than we could ever thought, you know. And uh, 36 years, whoever thought. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I'd be in one place like that. And uh, it's been a joy. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I, I, I wouldn't leave now if you asked me to, you know, uh, for anything, because I love what I do and I love the people. The theme there is just seeing a need and filling it, it and just being observant. And so football camp was started simply because somebody made a off the cuff comment. Somebody should do this. And well, let's do it then. Uh, it's the idea that, hey, maybe we should have a basketball volleyball tournament for our young people. And you hosted it you yeah, know, for well, all those we, years. We now have the longest running in Illinois, the oldest tournament, 36 years, just finished, 36-year mm -hmm. tournament, uh, this uh, uh, spring tournament, yeah. uh, consecutive years in a row. And it was born out of, you know, uh, again, you played as a young man and Luke played as a young man. And, and uh, kids come back now and and uh, just it's a ga it's become a gathering of mm -hmm. alumni come and watch and enjoy that. But it was started that, no, we can do this. Or I have organizational skills. They were developed when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And from that, I've learned uh, how to put things together and then. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer, mm -hmm. 
but I'm always looking for sharp knives. People, you know, maybe they could do this, and maybe they could. I, or if not, let's tr- let's plug them in and try them, and I'll work with them, and they get it. And and as they get it, you know, you keep developing them. You know, a teenage girl heads. Uh, the, she's the executive secretary of football camp, oversees that budget. She grew yeah. up in our church. Jane Calvin, what a blessing. Yeah. You know, I have Eric Bryant. He'll be celebrating 30 years with me as an assistant. Wow, that's something there. Yeah, somebody asked him the other day, said, how can you stay with Brother Woodward for 30 years? How'd you do that? And he said, he said, he quoted what I always say to people. I said, I'm easy to work for. I'm hard to loaf for, you know. And so we work. We put long hours in. We don't punch a clock. We, I always say we... We work hard, but we play hard. So when we play, we play hard. We take time off, and, you know, you got to come apart. I remember being with Brother Howes, Randy Taylor, and Keith Gomez, and Brother Gomez was talking about going hunting, and Brother Howes said, you're going to let the whole world go to hair while you go deer hunting? Brother Gomez says, yeah, but we'll pick it up when we get back. <laughs> and uh, he shook his head. But Brother Gomez always had a... But I, I, that's who my influences were yeah. in uh, the balance. You know, 30 years... You know, I've, I've been a 40-year friend of Brother Gomez. Mm-hmm. 40 years, went to college together. And B- Brother Gomez has never changed. He's been solid, and that's been the influence on my life. Mm-hmm. He never changed. Always the same, always on the right path, never wavering, never getting into some goofy doctrine, just staying the same. And, and, and I try to take that sameness to a small town. We had a girl come back Sunday. Uh, she, vi- she's, she went through our Christian school, went off and, 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 and went out in the world and uh, she came back with a baby and a fiance. Three weeks in a row, uh, she got saved Sunday. She, she came to my office and said, Preacher, I want you to lead me to Christ because I heard you preach. You haven't changed a bit in all these years. You've never changed. And I'm not saved. I went out from you because I wasn't saved and sweetly saved. But that's a reward to stay in place. Yeah. In one place, I get to see those joys and blessings along the way. Well, thank the Lord for your longevity there in that one little town, uh, doing big things for Christ and just seeing needs, plugging the needs, filling the needs wherever you see them. We appreciate you uh, doing that. And thank you so much for joining us, Brother Woodward. That was a great oh, my conversation. Pleasure. I'm sure there's so much more that could be said oh, on the no topic doubt. as well. No doubt. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, I love what you guys are doing here. Thanks so much, Brother Woodward. You want to check out our other episodes with uh, Pastor Woodward? You can uh, check out our YouTube channel and check out our audio-only platforms as well. And be sure to like and subscribe uh, to our channel. We thank you so much for joining us.